five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. I certainly was in the race. Interesting quote there at the end of uh, Pink Floyd. I was so absorbed by the video that um, I didn't. I didn't grab a virtual background for today. I was going to do like a money cash thing as a virtual background, but I, I didn't do it. Didn't get there. So we're going with the uh, all CNI today. We're in all-seeing eye land. There we go. What's happened, everybody? I managed to actually get the show off on time. How about that? After coming in hot from the uh, Astro weather. And uh, welcome to 15 Minutes of Flame. We're here, and we're going to be talking about the mark of the beast. And... Um, where things are headed financially based on my own personal experience from yesterday. Now we've been joined by Peachy. Peachy, the little queen. Are you coming up here? You know you want to come up here. Yeah, there's your buddy. She's really trying to bond with Jasper. She, she, said, she looks at Jasper. Can you be my mentor? Jasper says, I'm busy. I'm in the crown right now. I'll catch you later. I'll catch you on the other side of the show. Jasper, playing it cool. So we're going to talk about the money thing. Pink Floyd. It's an, it's a, an, an interesting song, to say the least. In a lot of ways... It is a, a a polemic about money and what it does and, and um, how it, it it affects people and you know the role that it plays in our lives and everything about Dark Side of the Moon. It's all these central themes in our lives. You know, Pink Floyd got really sharp, and they distilled everything into this album. I play, you know what I did? I played a stupid fucking, pardon my language, a stupid fucking uh, trailer on YouTube. And I get dinged for a copyright claim for the trailer. It was at the end of the show, so I'm just going to, I'll probably edit it out. This is one of the things I like doing this. One of the reasons why I'm here is because I can do certain things here that I can't do on YouTube. 
And every time I get a copyright claim, it reminds me why I'm here. And I don't know why other people can use a clip and not get a copyright claim. Like that was there. It was on YouTube. You'd think I'd be able to, you know, pardon my language, fucking use it. Anyway, getting back to Pink Floyd, they distilled everything into this one album, this one great album, and probably one of the greatest albums of all time. It made them a shit ton of money. So they write a song about the the various um, hooks and uh, states of, of, of being around money. And they make a shit ton of money. And ironically, they're socialists. <laughs> That's the other part of Pink Floyd that is ironic is that they're socialists, especially, well, they're both socialists. Roger Waters and, and David Gilmore are socialists. And I think in some ways that song might have been a bit of a jab um, at money, and yet it allows them to lead the exact lifestyle they're talking about in the song. It's not just that song. I mean, it's the entire album, but that song is the one that stands out the most. People love time and, and all the other tracks that are on there. Great gig in the sky and all that stuff. But it's money, right? It's that four minute and 40 semi-second song. How long is it? Four minutes and 43 seconds. Which was a far cry from what they had been doing earlier. I mean, they had some pop songs, weird pop songs in the beginning with Sid Barrett, which I've talked about. And then once Sid Barrett loses his mind, they kind of go off into this very experimental place. And people love them. I mean, the, you know, um, Echoes, Adam Hartmother, they're kind of interesting records. I think Echoes is the most interesting of the pre-Dark um, Side of the Moon stuff. But they do a lot of these soundtracks. I think the director was what Barbe Schroeder in the in the Valley or whatever. They do a lot of these soundtracks or these movies, and they're very psychedelic and um, very proggy, and and um, and they're not everybody's cup of tea. But they manage to you know have kind of a cult following, and then they hit Dark Side of the Moon. Man, the cash registers are ringing. And it almost feels like when they um, do Wish You Were Here, which I really like, I, I think it's a great, to me, those are their two great records, really great records. And that would put um, Echoes uh, probably right right below those, those three. I'm not a huge fan of the wall or animals. And it almost feels like, you know, by the time they get to the wall, Roger Waters has had enough. He's just had enough. He doesn't really want to tour. And if he tours, he wants to have a wall between him and the audience. I mean, he's, you know, he can't deal with, you know, power and fame and celebrity. He just can't deal with it anymore. Um, and Animals really feels like a, um, a commentary just on British society in a lot of ways. And it's dark and bitter and 
there's there's not there's not a lot of redeeming qualities about animals just in terms of the spirit right so really this is their peak dark side of the moon i think we can all agree upon that and uh wish you were here kind of this looking back at you know the sid barrett days and but there's some great songs like the machine welcome to the machine is a great song absolutely great song anyway enough pink floyd talk money we're here to talk about money welcome to the show this is robert phoenix 15 minutes of flame it is the 21st of march so we are slowly dissolving into the new astrological year it is dark and gray and soupy out there and it should be as the moon is in the final degrees of pisces conjunct neptune where we're, the emotions are cornflake soggy this morning that's what it feels like and if it wasn't for a uh, timely telephone call <laughs> I, I might still be in bed to be honest with you all right let's do a little bit of business here uh, with some true hemp science and um and then let's uh, let's get into the show and let's see where i can go we got to do a little a little catch up with uh chataria and so yesterday i decided to uh Chew on a moon dust gummy on my way to Houston, which is where it was last night. And I have to say, I really enjoy driving under the uh, calming and uh, medicinal influence of the moon dust gummy. I was even singing to Steely Dan yesterday, working out the vagus nerve. And um, the thing that I've noticed, and by the way, I'm not suggesting anybody drive on moon dust gummies. But for me personally, um, I've noticed that my ability to kind of hang out with the road is increased. Like I can just feel the road better. Felt like Ayrton Senna yesterday. Actually, I was going pretty fast. I was doing probably about 90 on the way to uh, Houston yesterday. Most of the way. It was easy. Easy. And you get into the rhythm, right? You know what I'm talking about. You get into the rhythm of the road. And you and you can uh, you know, make lane changes and you know, do all these you know, things that just come naturally. You kind of sense where the flow of traffic is going that's that's where i was yesterday in the right now and um powered by the moon dust coming but there are many other things that you can get here through trim science if you want the moon dust you can actually get the, the moon dust powder and you could add it to your smoothies or um my buddy robin down in uh, the carolinas he likes to add it to his own elixir which i think is um like something like einstein juice or something like that he's got some new tropic that he adds and a couple other things and you know he puts it in kind of a a, a juicy smoothie the sort of concoction and i think that could work too you can play around with this stuff you know if they just add it to your coffee uh, but there's many other uh, forms of cbd here that 
you can tap into. And they have very efficacious um, qualities to them. And a lot of them really help with things like stiffness and inflammation. And um, if you want to find out more, just go to triumphscience.com, go through, look at the description of the products. And as I said, you can always, or I have said, you can always give Chris a call. He'll talk to you. He'll talk to you. He'll answer all your questions. And if you decide to order $100 or more of, of the product, just type in 15 mins. Or if you're calling, just tell him you came from Robert Phoenix World. Tell him you're, you're a member of Chataria. And you know what will happen? Do your, do your free product. He'll throw it in there. $150 or more, get your free shipping. All right, let's... um. Let's check in with Chataria. Let's see how y'all are doing. See how y'all are doing. I knew I was gonna get a freaking um, copyright claim. I knew it was coming. It looks like the video's still up. All right, here we go. There's my man, Michael. What's going on, DJMC? Agiprop and what rough beast? It's our come round at last. Slouches towards Bethlehem to be born. Yes, Yates, the second coming. Poem we've quoted here on the Friday forecast more than once with our friends, the Crimmies. Lisa W., what's happening? Lisa, good morning to you. Sony, what's happening, Sony? Mark M., a very happy birthday to you, brother. I think it was either yesterday or today. Where are we? I know you're. You're my antipode. I think it might have been yesterday. Everybody wish Mark him a happy birthday in there. Give him some happy birthday huzzahs. Double B, Beth Berry's in the house. What's happening? Beth, Kelly B is here. Yes, money. I like money. Spoken like a true Scorpio. SP Dimples. What's happening, Static? Good to see you. Welcome. I, I think you're uh, in your afternoon now. Um, let's see. Who else do we have? TJ, what's happening, Thomas? Crossfire cat. Spring up like a cat. Happy spring. Happy spring back. Rocky's here. Hi, Rocky. Money, ka-ching, permit me to issue and control the money of a nation. And I care not who makes its laws, Meyer Amschel Rothschild well said. We're back. Yes, my man, Steve, you're back. Good to see you, Steve. I swear I've heard this song a zillion times, a million times. I don't think I've ever seen this video one time. That's what I'm good for, Kelly. I'm here to unearth the nuggets, to bring you things you've never seen before. Huckabuck411 in the house. Miss Nakia, hello, Miss Nakia. Wouldn't mind some more best friends named Diamonds. Let's Kelly, man. Kelly's got her Scorpio on this morning. We're getting some insight into Kelly. Nothing wrong with that, Kelly. I got no judgment. I'm not a socialist. Sony. Agiprop, a family member's business used to be called Agiprop. Agriprop. Yes, you're confusing me, but I get what you're saying. Me members, I get it. I get it. Uh, let's see. Money is only dangerous when you use it unwisely. Or others are jealous of your stacks. Listen to Kelly, man. Others are jealous of your stacks. Kelly busting out some, some street. I like it. 
Tom, I did not have the moon dust this morning. Just um, keeping it real. What's that? It's James Lindsay. Just came on. Bill McKay, what's happening, Catherine Kramer? Miss Nakia, Miss Nakia, there she is again. Yes, Peachy Keen. She's looking up to Jasper. She's she's doing her best. We 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 busted Peachy out on Sunday night. I don't know if you saw that, Kelly. Queen Lisa, what's happening? Good morning from Spring, Wisconsin. The snow will cover the yard till mid-April. That's a deep dump. Astro weather was good. Oh, thanks, SP. Dark side of the moon is rather prophetic across the board. I agree with you. I agree. There's a reason why that 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 uh, record was so successful. It really, really, really hit a nerve. It hit this nerve that that um, it's an it's an incredible record. And and the reason why it's so incredible is the flow and how Pink Floyd just distilled it all into songs without losing their kind of psychedelic prog flavoring. By the way, I have never done the Dark Side of the Moon Wizard of Oz thing. Has anybody done that in chat? That inkling would talk about Senna and still jumped out of my chair when he did. Senna, Senna was an avatar. There's no way that guy could live. He was a streak, a blur, a flash across the the uh, sky of our lives. But I highly recommend the documentary. If you haven't seen the documentary, it'll blow your mind. Um, he died on Easter Orthodox status whenever. How ironic. Yeah, so I guess May 1st was Easter Orthodox. That That is really, really interesting, SP. Really interesting. I mean, the, when you if you see the movie, the windup for the race is just gut-wrenching. I mean, he's walking around. He's staying up all night. He's got the Bible out. He's reading the Bible. I mean, this guy knew. He knew he was, he was history, right? He knew. And yet he went through with the race. And he, oh, my God. And then the guy behind him is Michael Schumacher. And Michael Schumacher would wind up becoming like the, the new guy. It's just weird. It's just, and he's the last guy that died in Formula One. Hey, laundry, what's happening? Going for a walk. All right, enjoy your walk. Rocky, 50th anniversary of Dark Side of the Moon this year. Well, that's appropriate. Darlene Tipper, hey, what's going on, Darlene? Good to see you. Harriet Bowie, in the house. Uh, let's see, who else do we have? Mary Lee. Oh, she's in a hospital bed in Nashville. Oh, Mary Lee, get out of there. Come on, we're pulling for you. Get out of that place. I hope they're treating you well. I hope they're treating you well. And uh, yes, we're here to keep you company. Yes, a very speedy recovery. Um, let's see, who else do we have? Good vibes in chat. People with a lot of money love being socialists. Ain't that the truth, SP? It's like, I got mine. Enough. 
I got mine. The rest of you peons, it's really, it's feudalism. Socialism is just feudalism without a royal bloodline. Although there are those with the royal bloodline who no doubt would like to protect their interests. So therefore they'll play the game. Uh, let's see, who else do we have? There's Fran. What's going on, Fran? Good to see you. Scrubby's doing the name check, which shows us C Pines. He's C Pines. Uh, FM was the main factor to the outcome. Yeah, it's true too, right? It's like by that time, FM is pretty ubiquitous and you've got these stations popping up. But even on AM radio, they were playing Money by Pink Floyd. It was that, it was that big of a hit. They got in, in they may have had an AM radio friendly version. I can't remember. Although I can't see how they would do that. Um, let's see, who else do we have? A uh, good movie about the guy Storm Thompson, taken by Storm. Storm did the album covers from Pink Floyd's album, lots of good stuff. I like Saucer Full, Secret Second Album. The last one was Sid Barrett. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Good call, Harriet. Good call. Good knowledge, too. Let's see. We're just two lost souls from Minute and Fishbowl. Yeah, I wish you were here. That's a great record. Uh, the, there's the emotion on Wish You Were Here is really, really good. Marie NYC, great song. Thanks, Marie. Uh, the Rolling Stones were never the same after losing Brian Jones. The same is true for Pink Floyd after Sid Barrett. You know, I love your knowledge. I, I love your knowledge. I respect your knowledge. But I beg to differ. I'm a big Mick, jo Mick, Mick Taylor fan. Big Mick Taylor fan. I love the Mick Taylor version of the Stones. Not to say that the Brian Jones version of the Stones wasn't great. It was, they were great, but I'm a big Mick Taylor guy. Um, I think I think his solo on uh, "Can You Hear Me Knocking" is really really good. Pink Floyd kind of I think they kind of lost their way for a while after Barrett. And then they found it. Let's see. Who else do we have? Um, anybody else? Going once, going twice. Gigi. Gigi. Nothing was more exciting than walking into a Led Zeppelin show in the 70s, unless that show was at the Day of the Green, which was Led Zeppelin's last show, and I was there. There, there was an excitement in the air, but quickly that excitement turned to um, restlessness. Once they cycled through the opening acts, who were the following? Judas Priest. I saw Judas Priest open for Led Zeppelin. I think it was Judas Priest's first tour of America. I'm like, okay, these guys are all right, but whatever. Okay. And then it was a staple of the uh, the old uh, Day of the Green days, Rick Derringer. He was always showing up and opening for bands. And then it was Santana. So we sat through Santana. And then it was Zeppelin. And they were late. And the reason they were late was because they got into a fight. Peter Grant and John Bonham had gotten into a fight with Bill Graham's security guards 
backstage and Bill Graham nearly had him arrested. And I think it was either after the show or was during the show, Robert Plant's wife got into an accident and led to the death of his kid. I mean, it was, that was it. They were done. They were done. They never, they never toured the U.S. again. So I bet going into one of those shows in like Madison Square Garden, 74 or something like that, probably have been nuts. But um, that last show was weird vibes. Steve Letro, sounds like you were lucky to be alive driving at high speed. Try saving a half hour early to save your life and the life of others. Um, Steve, I'm 62 years old. And I don't normally drive that way. Usually I'm very, I'm a very, I'm a pretty conservative driver, actually. Not when I was younger. Gotta say, not when I was younger. When I was younger, I took lots of chances. And uh, I got a few angels on my side. But I don't I don't normally push it. I don't normally push it. But it was one of those days. I was feeling Senna. Kabuki Theater, what's going on, Bo? Good to see you. Happy popping out day. How about happy Pop-Tart day? Happy Pop-Tart day. Um, oh, it's, it's SP's birthday tomorrow. Something with the gyrating Robert Plant for the, you got it, SP. You got it. You're going to get your Robert Plant grind on tomorrow. Birthday wish granted. Janet Landers checking in from Tejas. What's going on, Janet? Good to see you. Um, let's see. Look at Steve. Picking up the taxes today. Steve, you're such a good citizen. When I grow up, I want to be like you. Let's see. Who else do we have? Anybody else in here? Oh, Mark uh, chimes in. Yes, I have. I, I, I would have known. I should have known you would have done that. Yes, I've done the Dark Side of the Moon, Wizard of Oz. It actually matches up pretty well. Hey, okay. Hey, are people degreeding yet? I love that. That's great. Adjaprop said, yes, I did the Wizard of Oz thing. I was not impressed. So I guess the next qualifying question is, were you stoned when you did it? Because I think if you're stoned, you probably slip into some of those nooks and crannies of the uh, of the sinks, maybe a little bit easier. I don't know. I've never done it. Uh, let's see. Who else do we have? Anybody else? I get y'all. So it's my fault. It's my fault that that happened with with Plant and uh, and Peter Grant and John Bonham. I can't wear that hat. I just can't wear that hat. I think I think it was predestined that it would be their last show. Um, let's see. Anybody else? I think we're caught up here. We are definitely caught up. All right. Chataria. Oh, Mark was sober at the time. 
was not stone. Okay. So Agiprop, you have there's your challenge. Alter, alter state that uh, that Pink Floyd Wizard of Oz, and get back to me on that. All right, let's talk about Zimaka Zibist. Why am I talking about this? Well, there is a lot of talk about the CBDC. We we've got these. Uh, little regional banks collapsing. So if you have the major banks working on the version of the CBDC, what are they going to do? They're going to swallow up the regional banks because the regional banks don't have their own version of it. And will, will, will these banks have like competing versions? How are they going to roll this thing out? Ron DeSantis, this is interesting too. Ron DeSantis, when he was talking about Trump, we'll talk about Trump today. When he was talking about Trump, he basically said, uh, what, what is the uh, the soundbite? Well, yeah, you know, we're not going to go out in the street to protest because I'm busy working on keeping CBDCs out of Florida. Did you hear that? This is what this is what his statement was. I'm busy working on keeping CBDCs out of Florida. Well, why isn't the entire country doing that? Christy Nome, they passed a bill in um, South Dakota for the CBDC. And what did she do? She vetoed it. So now we're getting down to the state level with this whole central bank digital currency thing. It's getting down to the state level. This is not how we're supposed to operate here, boys and girls. Theoretically, we're supposed to operate as a country and make these decisions based on the country. But ever since 2020, we got balkanized, and now they're splitting the country up. Oh, and you don't want a CBDC? Go to Florida. Go, you know, go to uh, South Dakota. Go to Texas. Although Texas will be interesting as we start to bleed purple here in the, the so-called beloved red state. And Greg Abbott is a first-class globalist. There's no, there's no, uh, I mean, he'll do stuff that feels kind of statey, but the guy just lets millions of people come bleeding through the border. If he wanted to, he could shut down that border. He could do it. He could do it easily. He could deputize the, the uh, Texas National Guard and stick him down by the border. He could make his own rules down there. He could do it. He could easily do it. If there's one state that could do it, it would be Texas. And uh, here in the great state of Texas, there's a saying, um, all hat, no cattle. That would describe Greg Abbott. You know, there was this video of Greg Abbott came out. I don't know. He's running for governor. So I guess it was last year when he was out pressing the flesh. And this guy asked him if he would denounce Klaus Schwab in the World Economic Forum. And Abbott wouldn't do it. He wouldn't do it. He, he you know, he, uh, I would say he sidestepped it, but he's in a wheelchair. So you can't really sidestep it. 
I think he kind of maybe pivoted around it a little bit. Could you imagine being Raymond Burr as Ironside? You got to get in a, a freaking wheelchair every show. <laughs> Irons, I thought Ironside was one of the weirdest TV shows. And he had um, the black guy push him around. That was the other thing, too. It was kind of the equivalent of having a, a black chauffeur. He had the black guy push him around. He has a little team around him. Weird. Ironside was the weirdest show. Do you think they auctioned off his wheelchair at some point? Some charity? And now we have the wheelchair that Raymond Burr sat in for the majority of the episodes of Ironside. And we're going to auction this off to a lucky bidder. And the money and the proceeds will go to the Raymond Burr Foundation. By the way, lots of weird stories about Raymond Burr. He had his own island. Just saying. When people have their own island, they make up their own rules, okay? Yeah. Anyway, getting back to Greg Abbott. He wouldn't denounce Klaus Schwab. I mean, this is where, you know where people stand, or in this case, with Abbott Sid. Um, when you hit him with the truth, right? It's kind of like the vampire. You know, you, you you throw the whole you throw the holy water on him. They're like, ah, ah. well, here in the state of Texas, we denounce global. He didn't denounce Klaus Schwab. It tells you everything. All hat, no cattle. So I don't know what he's going to do with the CBDC thing. They're. Keep in mind, this is where the Bushes live. They still live here, okay? They live here. They got their little ranch. Little ranch outside of Waco. Live in Houston. The Bushes are still very much involved in Texas politics. So what do you think they want? Oh, they want that CBDC. They want their little feudal currency. Anyway, why am I talking about this? Well, we know the bank thing is happening. Credit Suisse just got bought for $3 billion. That's nothing. That is nothing. That's you know what that's like? That's like a yard sale. That's a yard sale. $3 billion for Credit Suisse is a yard sale. That's nothing. And so this is going on now. These, these, a lot of these banks are going to be swallowed up. Big fish swallows little fish. So I drove to um, Houston yesterday and uh, met up with my son to go watch the Golden State Warriors play. Yeah, it's a rare kind of father-son moment. He's home for spring break. 
And he just so happened to be in the Houston area last night. So it all worked out really fine. I bought the tickets ahead of time. How did I buy the tickets? How did I have to uh, show the ticket? Q code. What was the transfer for the ticket? It was the Houston Rockets app, which I don't really want on my phone. So everything was seamless, right? But wanted to get the tickets. Go online, you pick your seat, boom. And then they tell you, oh, yeah, you got to get the app. Oh, yeah. And there's your cue code. And there she is, you know, waiting right at the front. Beep, beep. Right. And then her little handheld tricorder spits out two printed tickets. That's how it works. So that was the start of the whole process. So then, met up with a, a friend for dinner before the show right before the game and um as i walk in nice place nice vibe nice place nice decor comfortable really comfortable and uh, as soon as i walk up to the door what do i see no cash debit or credit card only and this is a very nice restaurant and you know that there are cash money players in fact there was a hip-hop producer who was there last lesson or his name was jay prince or something like that some some houston hip-hop mogul he was there how do i know because they pointed out his car in the parking lot he was driving a white Rolls royce so you have some, you know, high money rollers going into this restaurant. No cash. Nada. Like, okay, well, I guess that's what we're doing tonight for dinner. It was a great dinner, and we had a nice time. And and uh, you know, plastic was the currency. So then we get to we take an Uber. Although I'm a contrarian, I take Lyft. And that, even that story is kind of funny. I'm, I'll share the story with you. I love getting out. I, I really do. I love getting out. I spend way too much time in this place. I have to, though, because I have clients and I'm doing podcasts and show. You guys, you guys know what I do. But I love getting out because the world is rife with material. Right? When you go out into the world, it's like, whoa, look at this. Right? So, of course, what do we do? We lifted to the game and this guy picks us up and uh, he's this Mexican dude, but he's not like, you know, just from across the board. He was born in Houston and he might've been maybe in his forties. I think he had a nice little Honda. Anyway, we, we get in the car and apparently he just got the car cleaned and at the car wash, the, the guy left the window open, so he had all this water in the car, and he had to take his jacket off and wipe the seats down. He's kind of going on. He, he was agitated. The dude was agitated about this. So, you know, we're talking, and uh, and 
and then we start talking about hip hop and his his um, half brother. I think got killed in New Orleans because he was, you know, in the hip hop game, and you could tell it was a little complicated subject. So we had to, we had to get on the freeway, and and then he says, um, "Oh, there's my numbers." Uh, and he said, see that, see that, five, five, five. Those are my numbers. And I said, oh, really? He said, so yeah, do you know about angel numbers? I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I've seen them on Google when I've done searches, which is true. There's this whole thing around these angel numbers, and they're sequential. And um, he said, yeah. He said, I got all my angel numbers today. I got one 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 two 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 three 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 four 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 five 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 six 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 seven 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 eight 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 nine nine nine. I got all my angel numbers today. And I'm like, well, that sounds really important. What are you gonna do? With, what are you gonna do with that? And he thought about it. He's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. He said, I follow this. I follow this girl on Facebook, who's who's you know into angel numbers he gets out his phone and he starts like going through his phone while we're driving to show us this facebook post that he had uh, where he was able to demonstrate that he got all of his angel numbers that day and as a result of that he knew that uh, jesus christ had a plan for him and and uh, the plan was unfolding and he and he put that on our facebook page I'm like, well, that's cool, man. He says, yeah. And then, so then I decide to kind of play along a little bit. So um, when's your birthday? Oh, no, no. He said, he said, yeah, I'm going to San Diego. I'm like, well, what are you, what are you doing in San Diego? I'm going to sell solar panels in San Diego. I said, well, have you ever sold solar panels before? No, no, no. But this guy set set, set it up and you know, I you know I'm getting dental and medical, and it's all good. It's all good. I'm going. So, have you ever, you know, lived in San Diego? No, but I drove down the Pacific Coast Highway one time. It was it was beautiful. So, you know, my son was born in San Diego. So, really? So, yeah. So that's in that see, kind of like your angel numbers. It's kind of a it's kind of a sign, don't you think? And, and he said, yeah. So I said, so when were you born? He said, March 13th. So my son was born on March 8th. So you're both Pisces. That's another sign. He said, man, man, that's something. That's something. <laughs> and, and, I, and I thought, and I said, uh, I asked my son, I said, isn't Steph Curry's birthday March 14th? He said, I don't know. Let me look. He says, yeah, Steph Curry's birthday is March 14th. He said, how did you know that? I said, what's my job? I have to know these things. He said, you, you always know that stuff. So now the guy in the front seat is very excited. He hit his angel numbers. He's going to San Diego. I pointed out that my son was born in San Diego. He's a Pisces, and I pointed out my son is a Pisces. And that Steph Curry was born the day after March 14th. And he goes, you guys are hella cool. You guys are hella cool. I'm like, well, you're pretty cool too. So he dropped us at the game 
and you know it's good vibes man you know good vibes going into a game is, is really good and um you know he hit his angel numbers good luck to you man i hope i hope san diego works out for you it's a nice place so then we go to buy a concession at the game guess what no casho no casho at el gamo so I paid for the concession and uh, the two concessionaires happened to be black. And I looked at them and I said, you know, this is the mark of the beast, don't you? And they looked at me and they were like, oh boy. Like they, like the woman knew. She's a little older than the dude. She knew. So this is the mark of the beast. I said, you know, this is coming, right? I said, what are you guys going to do when it comes? And I said, and then the guy opened the, you know, opened the bottles for me. And he was like, okay, cool. Thanks. Appreciate it. You know, but they knew. They knew what I was talking about. All right. So now let's do the math. Okay. Started with the tickets right here. Go to the restaurant. Plastic. Call Lyft right here go to the game because the tickets were in there right here go to get the refreshments at the game plastic and that's, that's how it went down it was it was a mark of the beast day and i even brought like some cash with me and they wouldn't let me spend it until I got gas, that was a different story. In which case, legal tender. But this is this is apparently where we're headed. We're headed there fast, faster than I think people understand. And they're transitioning right now. Like these are these are top down corporate messages. No more cash. No more cash. Top-down corporate messages. And that restaurant that we ate at, there's a number of them. One in Dallas, one in New York, right? So they're all getting the same message. And it's just a matter of time. You know, it'll trickle down. Eventually, it'll trickle down to your little mom-and-pop taco shop. And then, uh, you know, sorry, just card. Eventually you'll get there. And it's happening very, very quickly. So what is the contingency plan? They're getting people used to, and they have been for a very long time. I remember when the first ATMs came out, I was like, I think, yeah, I was like maybe 19, 20. I'm like, I don't like this. I really don't like this. I really don't like having to go to a machine to get my money. But we all got used to it very quickly. Very, very quickly. Let's go to the ATM. But I remember my first response was not 
wasn't positive. And now that was, I think, 79, 80, and here we are, right? And they've, they've been getting people programmed to use the card for a very long time. I don't like credit cards, by the way. I don't own a credit card. I haven't owned a credit card in years. And part of it is um, philosophical. I only pay for things that I can afford. And it limits what I can purchase. I don't, I don't buy new cars, so I don't make car payments. You know, but I use cars because I can afford them and get it done and out of the way. And for me, the reason why I live my life this way is because I saw my parents go through credit fucking hell. And even in my own life, you know, I'm, I don't like making payments. I, I just don't. So if I can't, if I can't, um, Afford it, I don't get it. What a novel concept. It's a novel, it's a novel concept. But it's worked out pretty well for me. But I just saw my parents go through credit card hell and watching them cut their credit cards up. I'm like, man, this is severe. It was almost like a ritual. They should have made it more of a ritual. Might might have. Might not have, have to have done it more than once, actually. So they got us hooked on the credit card. Bank America card. Started by AP Giannini, who was more likely a mafia member. Uh, so we got Bank America card. And we had, uh, it became Visa. And then MasterCard, right? That all started there. And been around for a very long time and they got people used to using something other than cash and all started with the simple credit card and credit cards have caused us so much pain and turmoil now you know sometimes people have used credit cards like um remember robert townsend the actor filmmaker he basically financed his first independent film by maxing his credit cards out. There are stories about that. And it's helped people, you know, achieve something by, by doing that. And that's how people have financed their lives. You know, credit cards become their bank. You know, it, the credit card is the bank of the lower middle class. And to some extent, the middle class. And people have been living off their credit cards more recently than, than than not. So this is where it all started. And um, now here we are way downstream, way downstream. And this thing is happening at light speed. And it's going to be interesting to see what people do. I mean, you want to talk about a social experiment. When this th When this thing happens, and it is going to happen, it is going to happen. When it does happen, it will happen next week, next month. Well, there was this thing that said, uh, not a thing, there was a bill um, 
I think, I think Biden signed an executive order, didn't it? Didn't he? That they wanted to bring the CBDC in by June. Um, that's ambitious. It's very ambitious. So it's happening, it's happening fast. The, the, the question is, will it happen here and not in other parts of the world? Or will this be a global economic crash? And I question that. I question whether it will be, like, how do you, you know, I started to watch a lot of these uh, extreme travel videos on YouTube. And you'd see these guys go into, like, you know, really shitty parts of the Dominican Republic. Um, and then you have, you know, guys riding bicycles with carts on the front, filled with pineapples. And he'll get off his car, he'll get off his bike, and he'll take his machete and... and whack it right and then pour the pineapple and slice the pineapple and put it in a little plastic baggie and the dude pays him in, in cash like what is that dude gonna do right like is he gonna have like a little card reader like they did at the rockets game last night he's gonna run cruise around on his bike and do that i don't think so i don't think so will they outlaw him from being able to, you know, be an entrepreneur and sell his pineapples on the street. If they do, they'll have a freaking riot. I mean, people will burn the place down. So the question is, will they rule this out globally? I don't know if that's the case. And they're they're kind of rolling it out in stages, though, because if I'm not mistaken, I think it's um I think Nigeria just got rid of cash. I mean, just, I, th I think it's pretty much Nigeria. Uh, let's see, what we have here. So this is, this is interesting. So Nigeria, let's, let's take a look at this. This is this is kind of where this thing is going. So Nigeria uh, rolled out their, their CBDC, get rid of cash in Nigeria. And I guess this is for Peter Schiff's website, Schiff Gold. Violent protests in Nigeria reveal that getting average people to embrace central bank digital currencies might be more difficult than government officials would like. They know this. They don't look, there's only a small cross-section of useful idiots in this country that would lovingly embrace their slavery. Okay. And they know this. They know this. They being the bankers, they know it. Even Klaus Schwab has said that you know this is going to be a, a, 
that the next few years are going to be um, very violent and very troublesome. Because he knows people aren't going to like what they are putting into motion here. All right, so let's read more of this. Nigerians recently took to the streets to protest a cash shortage caused by government policies adopted in order to push the country into the adoption of its central bank digital currency. Bet you a bunch of them were like the Nigerian scammers. Although you would think that they would want it. No, not true. Because then the government would track their scams. And then they'd want a portion of it. Protesters attacked bank ATMs. There we go. In black streets and demonstrations turned violent in some cities. According to The Guardian, Nigeria has been struggling with a shortage in physical cash since the central bank began to swap old bills of the local Naira currency for new ones, leading to a shortfall in banknotes. So they were printing less money. According to reporting by the news outlet, the protests erupted when bank customers couldn't access their cash or change old banknotes for new ones. Tensions ratcheted up when the government set a February deadline to change old notes. The problem is there aren't enough new banknotes to go around, and that appears to be on purpose. Bloomberg called the policy demonetization. According to the Associated Press, the Central Bank of Nigeria introduced the redesigned notes last fall. The plan was to recover about 85% of the total currency in circulation outside the banking system. The Nigerian Central Bank said the policy was implemented to remove counterfeit currency from the system and discourage cash ransom payments to kidnappers and other criminals. See, this is what they're going to do. This is the, this is the platform. By getting rid of cash, they're going to make the world safer. That is their plan. Currency, uh, piracy, uh, counterfeit. So uh, counterfeit currency, piracy. Uh, what else? Smuggling. All the illicit activities. And we're going to get into the cartels here in a second. All the illicit activities are going to be associated with cash. And by eliminating cash, they're going to make society safer. That's going to be the message. Let's keep going here. But there's an underlying reason for the new policy that the Guardian mentions only in passing. The policy was also to promote cashless transactions by limiting the use of cash for businesses. The AP report also noted that the central bank said the policy would help make digital payments the norm. What these corporate news outlets failed to report is that the central bank of Nigeria governor, Godwin Mfieli, said the destination, as far as I am concerned, is to achieve a 100% cashless economy in Nigeria. So he's a uh, NGO sock puppet. The issue isn't just the banknote swap. In December, the central bank limited ca cash withdrawals to 100,000 naira, 225 per week for individuals and 500,000 naira, $1,123 for businesses. So they were limiting what you could take out. That seems to be the basic attitude of Nigerians. Thanks, but no thanks. 
when it comes to the central bank's digital currency. CBDCs exist as virtual banknotes or coins held in a digital wallet on a computer or smartphone. The difference between a central bank government digital currency and peer-to-peer electronic cash, such as Bitcoin, is that the value of the digital currency is back controlled by the government, just like traditional fiat currency. The Central Bank of Nigeria launched a CBDC called the E-Naira in the fall of 2021. Last October, Bloomberg reported that only about 0.5% of Nigerians had adopted the digital currency. That's a very small portion of the society. 99.5% of the people said no. Who are the 0.5%? Probably the people that represent the money. That's easy. That, that's that's easy math. Ironically, about 50% of Nigerians use cryptocurrencies, such as Bitcoin. It's not that they spun their digital currency, spurned digital currency. They just spurned the government's digital currency. Central Bank of Nigeria Deputy Governor Kingsley Obiora said people uh, said people just need a little push from the government and they will embrace the E-Nair. What is that push? A nightstick to the back? Is that what he's talking about? It's a little push. <clears throat> but with those soft approaches failing to achieve the desired results, government turned to more coercive measures, including limiting bank withdrawals and the currency switch, a policy that will effectively reduce the amount of cash in circulation. So they're like, yeah, we'll give you some new cash, but there's not that much there. You can get some out of your bank, but there's not that much there. There's plenty over here with your e-cash. Ooh, look at that. Central bank digital currencies are part of a broader war on cash. Cash society is sold in the promise of providing a safe, convenient, and more secure alternative to physical cash. We're also told it will help stop dangerous criminals who like the intractability of cash. That is the, um, that's the strategy, right? But there is a darker side, the promise of control. The elimination of cash creates the potential for the government to track and even control consumer spending. Digital economies would also make it even easier for central banks to engage manipulative money policies, such as negative interest rates, means you pay. Nigeria isn't the only country experimenting with CBDCs. In fact, most countries are interested in limiting cash. China, India, and the U.S. have all launched their pilot programs to test CBDCs. So what are China and India? They're two parts of BRICS. So BRICS has no problem getting rid of cash. Imagine if there was no cash, it would be impossible to hide even the smallest transaction from the government's eyes. Something as simple as your morning trip to Starbucks wouldn't be a secret from government officials. Well, it's not a secret now. You use a debit card, they know exactly everything. Money has strips in it too. That's the other thing people don't understand. There are little um, encoded strips inside of the money. They track the money that way. Now, I have a wallet that is RFID protected. Mm. So you can get them. Apparently, this is um, the Walmart policy. When you walk into Walmart, apparently, they have sensors because of the strips in your wallet, in the, in the money. 
They know how much money you have in your wallet when you walk through a Walmart. They track it. They track it in you every step of the way. Right? Based on your, your little uh, digital footprint with the money in your wallet or your phone, on the other hand, they track every step. They track your route that you take inside of Walmart. Yeah, the camera's everywhere. And what they do is they have really highly advanced AI-powered um, software tools that compute your movements, where you're going to go. They're all about patterns, recognizing patterns. And then, of course, they um, you know note these patterns, and then they reinforce what they put on end caps and all this other shit to sell you stuff. But they know how much you have when you walk into a bar. Okay. Um, as Bloomberg put in an article published when China launched a digital yuan pilot program in 2020, digital currency offers China's authorities a degree of control never possible with physical money. The government can even turn off an individual's ability to make purchases, Bloomberg described, just how much control a digital currency could give Chinese officials. You know, when I saw um, Bill Cooper a long time ago, this was this was part of the discussion. This was back in 1990 in Olympia, Washington. And they, you know, the, the, the idea was that if they wanted to, they could limit your travel. Like, yeah, okay, you can only go three miles outside of your city. After that, your shit doesn't work. And that's that's part of it. They can okay, yeah, you've you you've been a good little peon. Yeah, that means that you can uh, go to Dallas and, and use your traceable, trackable digital currency in Dallas. Good on you. You, on the other hand, you got you've got about a five block radius outside of that, you're screwed. And that's being generous. What happens if you walk out your door and it just doesn't work? Or what happens if you make a purchase and all of a sudden, based on the AI, your purchase is denied? Sorry, you've reached your ration of meat for the month. You could, you could get um, the plant-based meat if you want. It says here you're eligible for that. Just, I mean, this is the locus of control like we've never seen. The government could even turn off an individual's ability to make purchases, of course. Um, this is, um, I guess this is, the, let's see, the PBOC is also indicated, uh, I think that's the People's Bank of China, uh, that it could put limits on the size of some transactions. See, I didn't even wonder that. I didn't even read that. We require an appointment to make large ones. Some observers wonder whether payments can be linked to emerging social credit system. You think? Wherein citizens with exemplary behavior are whitelisted for privileges, while those with criminal and other infractions find themselves left out. You think? China's goal is to not make payments more convenient, but to replace cash so it can keep closer tabs on people than it already does, argues Aaron Brown, a crypto investor who writes for Bloomberg Opinion. Economist Thorsten 
Poliette outlined the potential for Big Brother-like government control with the advent of a digital euro, an article published by the Mises Wire. Mises, of course, being the guy who was, I think, considered to be the first libertarian in the, the, the von Mises Institute. As he put it, the path to becoming a surveillance state regime will accelerate uh, considerably if and when a digital currency is issued. Coming to America. Last year, the Federal Reserve released a discussion paper examining the pros and cons of potential U.S. central bank digital dollar. According to Central Bank's website, the Central Bank's website, there has been no decision on implementing a digital currency. But this pilot program reveals the ideas further along than most people realize. Ultimately, it would take a congressional act to establish a digital dollar as legal tender. U.S. officials toyed with the possibility of a digital dollar at the height of the pandemic. You bet they did. A Democratic proposal for stimulus payments in the wake of the coronavirus pandemic feared digital currency deposited into digital wallets. Feature did. But Americans don't seem to be any more interested in digital currency than Nigerians. Most people do not want to be told what they can buy and not buy. And that's a fact, Jack. No, you can't buy that that case of uh, Pepsi, and uh, you know you can't you can't buy that that uh, that that Baker's dozen of donuts along with it. What? Yeah, just think what that happens if they if they go down that path. You get all these people who are like hopped up on shit foods and sugar and bad caffeine, and they start dictating their health choices, these people are going to lose their minds. Uh, let's see. When the feds solicited comments on CBDCs, more than 66%, latest number, of the 2,052 commenters were either concerned or completely opposed to the idea of a digital dollar. According to the Cato Institute, the most common concerns were over financial privacy, financial oppression, and the risk of disintermediating the banking system. That's all from Peter Schiff, who's clearly a gold guy. But there you go. The Nigerians have tried to roll it out, and they were, no, thank you, boss. We're not into it. We're not into it. These are test programs, right? They'll use they use countries like that in Africa. Test programs. See how it goes. Now, the war on the cartels is a big deal. And um, I'll show you this. Why is it a big deal? And I've been talking about this. They're going to go after the cartels because the cartels are cash. MTG co-sponsors Dan Crenshaw bill to declare war on Mexican drug cartels. Now, since when did Marjorie Taylor Greene and Dan Crenshaw have anything in fucking common? On the surface, nothing. Beneath the surface, I'm sure they have a lot more in common. Crenshaw, of course, candidate for... Uh, the next rhino of the year, 
Crenshaw's got an interesting background. He was born in, if I'm not mistaken, he was born in Scotland. He's from Houston. Father was in the oil business. That's why he was born in Scotland. A lot of oil in the North Sea. Um, he's a blue blood. Crenshaw's a blue blood. He's he's not a conservative at all. And Marjorie Taylor Greene is a freak. If passed, the legislation would follow through with several congressional Republicans' threats to authorize the use of the military against the cartels south of the border. So this is a Republican trope about being tough, tough on drugs, tough on crime. You know, this is their way to you know, go at uh, the border crisis. The calls for military action reached a fever pitch following the kidnapping of four American tourists. You know what they were trying to do down there? They are trying to score drugs. They weren't just four American tourists. Recently, two of the Americans were murdered. Yeah, that's what happens. That's what happens when you play stupid reindeer games in Mexico. You get murdered. You go to Matamoros. Well, that's interesting. January 6, 2023. Interesting day. Looks like some Mad Max shit right there, doesn't it? If I'm in Mad Max world, I want one of those. This might be even better. That just looks cooler. Uh, Representative Waltz calls for sending a very clear message to Mexico and drug cartels. You know what else is behind this? Thomas Massey is behind this. The bill titled Authorization for the Use of Military Force to Combat, Attack, Resist, Target, Eliminate, and Limit, or AUMF cartel. I guess that's the authorization use uh, military force, use of military force, AUMF. They love their little acronyms, don't they? Influence resolution was first introduced on Jan 12th. It was referred to the House Committee on Foreign Affairs and was awaiting action at the time of publishing. The bill pledges to authorize use of United States armed forces against those responsible for trafficking fentanyl or fentanyl-related substance in the United States or carrying out other related activities that cause regional destabilization in the Western Hemisphere. It goes on to list nine separate cartels that will be targeted by the resolution, including the Sinaloa, Jalisco, New Generation, and Gulf cartels. If you've ever seen these cartels, they're armed with the fucking teeth. Especially Jalisco, New Generation. That's a war. I'm proud to co-sponsor at Representative Dan Crenshaw's legislation to declare war. This is a war on cash. Make no mistake about this. Make no mistake whatsoever. This has nothing to do with fentanyl and protecting the border. No, they want to get rid of the competition. Cartels of the competition because they traffic in cash. What happens if the cartels get their hooks, and they do, by the way, get their hooks into uh, politicians in Washington so that they don't have the CBDC and the cartels have a shit ton of cash and they do influence politicians. And there are very high-level American business people, super high-level American business people, who are in business with the cartels. I can name some names, but I don't want to. 
they're they're in hype, they're in business with the cartels. You think these guys who are making shit tons of money just do it the right way? No, they don't. You know why? Because if they don't do it, somebody else will. That's always the mantra. Well, if I don't do it, somebody else is going to do it. They're going to they're, they're going to have more cash and more power, and more leverage than me. And this is the you know the way of the world, and one of the reasons why we're in such a shitty place. Honestly, all right. Let's look at um, what's going on with Donald Trumpstein. Let's see if we got the. Uh, Um, anything breaking? All right, so it looks like China is being enlisted to broker the peace deal between Ukraine and Russia. That's all part of the plan, isn't it? That's all part of the plan. China comes out looking like the good guys. Oh, look at China. They did something the United States couldn't do says uh, China will officially join Iran to arm Russia if Kiev does not accept the Chinese peace plan. There you go. Uh, the latest is Trump will likely be arraigned next week. So they're they're uh, pushing, they're kicking the can down the road with, uh, with Trumpstein. This is what I was looking for. And it looks like Greta Thunberg got a doctorate in theology, University of Helsinki. How about that? Congratulations, Greta. Uh, okay, I think that's about it. That's about it. So we'll be back tomorrow. Please join us. Hey, look, use cash. Let's just let's bring this into the into the bring it into the station. Bring the train into the station. This train will not be derailed. Use cash. That's why I brought cash with me yesterday. It was ironic, right? Like it's like, yeah, let me let me let me uh, let me bring some cash. Let's let's just pay for everything with cash. And it didn't happen. So use cash. Force them. I was at the airport in Los Angeles about six weeks ago. I went to get a $20 fucking smoothie. I'm sorry. Um, We just accept debit cards. But if you have exact change, we'll take the cash. Yeah, that was at the LA airport. So even when you want to use it, they won't. It's like, fine, I'll go to a business that will take my cash. So I did. And I bought a $15 matcha latte or whatever it was. It wasn't that much, but it was, you know, it was expensive. Anyway, use cash. It's an act of defiance. It's a simple act of defiance. And 
no matter what happens, we, we have to push back against the machine until, until we have to do something else. You know, on the other hand, you know, how, how, how effective will silver be in, in the advent that cash is, you know, no longer on the table? It might be effective for a while. I don't think there's a, a whole lot of models or mapping about what that looks like and how, you, you know, would you be able to take your silver down to HGB? Hey, I got some silver. Would, would you mind, would you mind selling me um, this, this uh, big pack of uh, brisket? I'm sorry, we don't take silver. All we take is um, the CBDC or the debit card. I think we can eliminate that, right? Like you could eliminate that. The only merit silver will have is if there's a vendor that will take it or you're able to trade it for other things that people have that value silver. So we'll have some value, sure. But its value will be uh, subjective and to some degree speculative. It's not, it's not gonna help, it's not gonna help you get 10 to 10 gallons of gas, trust me. It might help you some other ways. So we go down that path, it's going to be a path of resistance. That's just how it's gonna go down. Resistance and attrition. And it's not something that a lot of people are prepared to deal with. So in the meantime, use some cash. Make it rain. Go to the club. Man, you go to the club with a CBDC. It's like, it wouldn't have the same effect. Here you go, baby. Here you go. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, make, I'm making it rain. I'm making it rain. It doesn't have the same effect. Use your head in order to discern what's real. Your heart, too, said what's possible. I'm Robert Phoenix. Thanks for being here. We'll be back tomorrow. And uh, I'm sure we'll have plenty to talk about. Take good care and bye for now. Oh. SP, I got some Robert Plant coming your way tomorrow for your birthday. All right, take care.